1: Oh, man, we can do better. I know we can. Let's try that again. How are we doing tonight, exchange? There we go. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, good. Well, hey, I, we're, we're pumped to be with you tonight. We're pumped to be with family, and I, I believe that God is going to do something fresh and new tonight, like he always does every Tuesday night. Um, but tonight is a special night. It's not any old Tuesday night. It's special because we have one of our lead pastors here, Pastor Matt, tonight. So I'm really pumped about it. But this man is amazing, and um, I can't tell you how um, blessed I am to have him in my life. And I know that Mal would would say the same, but for for him and Pastor Jill, they're amazing people. They love God. They love people so well. And I'm really excited to have him come up, and we're going to go through some questions that you guys sent through over the Instagram and um, about emotional and mental health, and we'll talk about anxiety, I would, I would assume, as well. But I'm really pumped for tonight, and I hope that you guys are too. But um, without further ado, can you help me welcome Pastor Matt as he comes yeah! up? Come on. Pastor Matt!
0: Yeah! All right, sit down, boom. <laughs>
2: Feel the boom.
0: Feel the boom. How's everyone doing tonight? Good, good. You look amazing. You look wintry and and ready. Ready. So yeah, this is your show, but I'm happy to be here.
1: We're pumped you're here. This is amazing. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get right into it. I have my lovely wife up here and we're gonna we're gonna tag team this. Who so. loves Mal? Everyone loves yeah. Mal. Come on, come on. Come on. She's really good looking too, which is a plus for me. Especially with that pink beanie. I might need to borrow that. Can maybe I could pull it off? Pink? Maybe not. It's all right. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna go right into questions, and I'm I'm really excited to believe that God um, is gonna move in this moment. And um, yeah, I I think that these are actually really really good questions. Um, and I wanted to just I'll start with the first question here. Um, the first one says, "How has Pastor Jill?" Uh, her role as a wife helped you in the area of emotional and, um, well, emotional and then mental health?
0: That's a good question. Um, she has helped me a lot. Um, in fact, I think when it comes to marriage, you, you really just got to realize it's a team deal. Yeah. So in any relationship, you know, you you got, you got two sides. Right. Um, but when it comes to specifically this issue, tonight we're talking about mental health, we're talking about, um, you know, the grip of anxiety, you know, the grip of mental, um, you know, depression, you know, that life is life and we go through life and we're living in an age where this stuff is so prevalent, wouldn't you agree, exchange? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you've, if you're not experiencing it yourself, then you've probably got friends that are going through it or have gone through it. Um, and, I, I, you know, without preaching doom and gloom, you might have someone in the future that goes through that as well in your world. So, you know, yeah. even in the context of marriage, I believe you've got to have people around you. Yeah. And so for me, um, being married to my wife means that, you know, you've got to share those emotional struggles. You've got to talk about it with the person you're in the relationship with. Yeah. And, um, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, you can boil that down to a, a, even a friendship level. But yeah. she's been instrumental for me. Um, I think, you know, she would have to tell you this, but I think, you know, I've been instrumental for her because we, cause we share that together. And
1: yeah. for the
0: guys in the room, you know, this is just sort of, you know, for you if you're not married yet, like, when you get there, you know, just be ready to talk. Right. Okay? <laughs> All right? Just be ready to talk. And um, and just, even though it kind of feels unnatural, guys, you know, because, like, as men, we just kind of sometimes just like to just do our thing, you know, and just like, hmm. you know, pretend like we're good and not talk about it. But we do need to talk about it, yeah. especially in marriage. When you get there, if you're not there yet, you've got to be ready to talk. You've got to be ready to, 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 to just open up and allow your spouse, your wife in because here's what I've learned when it comes to marriage is that your spouse is God-given, amen,
2: Absolutely. That's right. Yeah.
0: but God-given to also help you heal. God-given to help you get through, God-given to see you get breakthrough as well. See, yeah. it's. The, it, I think it's a lie of the enemy to think that even in a marriage you're on your own and you've got to do it on your own. And it's very sometimes easy to believe that lie because if you're not talking about it, it's like, oh, well, they don't understand. They don't know where I'm at. They're not, like, sensing where I'm at and all that sort of stuff. But as men especially, we got to talk. and we got to yeah. talk about it. So, yeah, um, yeah absolutely instrumental, helpful, um, just amazing all around. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, the next question is actually a really good question. What do you do when your emotional tank is getting full?
0: Is that meant to be full or empty? I think
2: like when you're overly Overwhelmed, you get, overly emotional.
0: Out. Oh, okay. So not emotionally depleted, emotionally full.
2: I mean, I guess I could have said depleted, I suppose.
0: What do you do when you're, what was the question again?
2: (laughs) What do you do when your emotional tank is getting full? Oh, okay. Like you're overly emotional? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, Well, I think um, I'm just going to draw on a a part of the message I preached a couple weeks ago. Um, which was all about this subject matter. And if you didn't see that message, I just want to encourage you. It's kind of coming out of our house and we'd love for you to to watch it. Um, But one of the things I said was, you know, give yourself a break. And one of the the things with that sounds simple, but give yourself a break so you can get out of it to be able to look at it. Um, And I think if you're emotionally overwhelmed, and I sort of use this analogy, if you kind of feel like you're in a tornado right now, like it sort of feels like an emotional tornado, like you've got to, remove yourself from it, right. even if it's just for a day, um, an hour, mm. you know, uh, you're at work and you're feeling it, like go for a walk, yeah. um, and then once you're out of it, you're able to look back at it, and because once you're out of it, you can kind of have a bit more perspective, right. and, um, and so that, that's what I do. I think for me, anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed, um, you know, I, I often, um, you know, we'll just get alone, mm-hmm. go for a walk, and when I'm, not, when I'm alone, I'm not really alone because I'm with God, Um, and you can't forget that and, um, just get alone for a moment, you know, try to do something that just fills me up a little bit, Hmm. helps me, you know, de-stress. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I would suggest is just kind of getting out of it for a minute and even doctors and stuff, they they will tell you like, um, you know, moving outside of your environment for a moment is actually a really good, good step. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love, uh, remember when Pastor Josh talked about, Hiding in God when the day seemed too much or if he was having a bad day. So Pastor Josh Kelsey from C3NYC, he, he talked to some of our staff about hiding in, do, hiding in God and the importance of that. And I just I never forgot that because he, he talked about how like if you're overwhelmed and you feel like you're having an off day or a bad day, just, you know, just step back a bit and just hide in God for that day. Go go inside the house and be with God. And when the when the storm comes, at least you're inside and it doesn't completely take you out. Yeah, sure, there's going to be some debris outside, but at least you are able to clean up later than opposed to being completely taken out, right? That's right. That's so, like, if you, if you go and find shelter in God, I think that's just so important to hide in Him. If you, if you have an off, an off day, that's okay. It's okay to have an off day, um, but the importance of just going. And finding shelter in God is huge, um, but yeah, that's amazing. So um, the third
0: question we have here tonight. How awesome is it we just had a muscle car It's yeah. our background? I was about to say background it. music at church. I was about to I mean, say you can't get that anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, and the train. Sometimes we hear the train. Get the the train. train. We get everything really, all kinds of. It's epic. Mobiles.
1: I was about to say he's probably having a good time. Probably, like, doing a burnout or something. Um, But the third question here tonight is, um, what's something practical you do to protect your emotional slash mental health? What's just, like, a practical step that you do um, when you're in that state?
0: Mm, What do I do? Um, All right, so I love talking about practical stuff because... um, you know, as believers, like, we're, we can get pretty good at spiritualizing things. Um, but one thing I really believe is um, if you do something in the natural, it can partner with you in the spiritual yeah. or the yes. supernatural. Um, and they're, they're so often tethered. Um, and so, you know, I'm just going to be real for a second. Like, sometimes what I do is I just, um, I just decide I'm going to read my Bible. It's a natural thing. But as a spiritual consequence, um, and so that's that's an example of one thing. Um, another thing that I do to kind of protect myself mentally is um, take inventory of my thoughts. Yeah. That's so, huge. so like um, you know, I think um, I think it's in First or Second Timothy, but um, Paul says to Timothy, take every thought uh, every thought captive, and make it obedient to Christ. Um, and can I just encourage you today, like, if, if you're thinking to yourself, or maybe you've thought this before, that I have crazy thoughts, can I just encourage you? You're normal. Right. That's right. I'm going to say that again because I want everyone to hear it. Yeah. If, if you have things drop in here that, are, that you feel like are crazy, you're normal. This is one of the biggest things we need to start talking about more in church. That's why Paul said to Timothy... Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And so I've just gotten good, I think, and I'm not good at it yet, but I think I'm just, just keep, as I go through seasons in life, you know, I'm 36, so I'm like super old. Um, but um, there's no one to, who's 36 here. a. don't believe no, so. They but shouldn't be here yeah. anyway, right? 18 to 30s, like right, cut that's off. It's not allowed. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you
1: are, because you're amazing. So.
0: <laughs> Plus, I, I'm, I'm the boss, so yeah, I'm, that's why. I'm, that's also why I'm here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> now, I think as I get older, honestly, I just I've just gotten to a place where I allow myself the mental capacity to say, "What am I thinking right now? Mm. Like, what 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 is this thought?" Um, because I've had, thankfully, pastors and leaders that I've hopefully will be like this tonight for you that have preach messages, and I've been able to receive um, sound teaching where people say, hey, not everything that drops in here is going to be okay. Not everything that drops in here is going to be normal um, and, and Christian. Let me, let me just go there for a minute. Like, not everything is going to seem Christian and line up with the Word of God every single time. Why would, Paul, why would Paul say that in our Bibles? Because we have to take inventory of our thoughts and be like, you know what, this is a wacky thought. And I need to line this thing up with the Word of God, and I need to take it captive and make it obedient to Christ. And um, so that's probably one thing that I definitely do because I'm just like anyone else, you know. I, I sometimes I think things, you know, like uh, someone's thinking a certain way about me, or you know, even in my my marriage, like is there something like that Jules thinking or saying about? And it's just crazy thoughts come in, but I've just gotten good at being like, you know what, that doesn't line up. And um, and that that is a sound practice for your mental health, yeah. um, you know, within what we can do. So I, I think that answers the question. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: And going off that question too, I just recently I've just had this like God is so good with the people that He surrounds you with. Um, but I've I've just I've been so thankful because like I'm 28 now, but it's taken me this amount of years to look at the people in my world and be like, no, those are my three people that I'm going to let speak life into me. And so if you're thinking thoughts that are unhealthy, who are the people that are going to replace those thoughts with truth? And so I think about that. And then like, those are the people that we need to surround ourselves with. Those are the people we need to let speak enough. into our world. That's and that's something that really works practically for me because when I'm thinking thoughts that aren't healthy or whatever, you know, cause I'm human I call up my friend and I'm like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. And she immediately is like, okay, well, this is what I see in you and this is what God says about you. And I think when that happens, I think it's just the Holy Spirit just, it just makes himself so present in your life and in your world and just kind of reminds you. And is like, no, I'm here for you. And you have people that actually care about you. Um, so but the next question is, how can you lovingly encourage a friend to seek professional help?
0: Good question. Um, well, God is love. Yeah. Um, love is the focal point of our faith. Love is the focal point of of everything that we believe. Um, so, um, I think this question is coming because maybe there's some some trep- trepidation, probably, with this whole situation. So, wherever you're at, so I would encourage you first of all to pray about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, commit it to God, and just be like, you know, like put it put it before Him, and then ask the Holy Spirit to guide you um, with with timing, with peace, um, all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I think I think if 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 in that conversation, lovingly guide them towards um, getting help. Um, I think I think there's a few things you got to kind of say. You got to say that that I love you, hmm. and you have got to say, but I'm also committed to you. Um, so if we, can, if we can love people with, in a way that says, I'm loving you here, but I want you to know I'm not, like, pushing you away. Um, like, getting help means that you're, I'm pushing you away and, 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 like, you know, essentially saying, like, you know, uh, what you've got going on is too much for me and I'm pushing you away. Like, that's not loving, but loving is, like, if, if it's like God's love, is like, oh, I love you no matter what. And I think if you approach that conversation with, um, hey, I want you to get help. I love you. I want you to get help. But if, even if you don't get help, hmm. I'm still going to love you. And if you, if you preface it that way and if you lay that foundation in a conversation, I guarantee you that person is not going to like be upset at you because you just said, I'm not going anywhere. Right. I'm committed to you. Um, and I think, I think yeah, uh, surrounded and covered in prayer, I think that could be a really great conversation. Yeah. I love that. Um, this next
1: question, I think it's in regards to like differentiating like me thoughts and God thoughts, uh-huh. like just internally. Um, but this one says, what are some practical ways to know you are hearing from the Holy Spirit internally and that it's not an intrusive thought?
0: That's good. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I love that we're talking about thoughts tonight. That's sort of awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so how do you know... But it's the Holy Spirit and not me. Okay. Well, how do we? How often do we know, or we all should know, that the spirit of self is loud, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like loud. <laughs> um, so, um, but the Holy Spirit is often not loud. Um, Holy Spirit is peaceful. Uh, he's a com- He's a comforter. He's a counselor. He's a guide. Um, so, a couple things I would say is. Um, Usually, when the Holy Spirit's speaking, there's a peace about it. Yeah, that's an indicator. Um, when the Holy Spirit, if it's a Holy Spirit um, impartation or it's a Holy Spirit speaking to you, revealing something to you, then it will always line up against God's word. Right. Right. It will always line up against. So, if you're in in a marriage and you know you're like the Holy Spirit's telling me to get a divorce, it's like, well, it's probably not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> It's probably you because um, that doesn't line up in God's Word. Um, and examples of lo- like that, and I'm not like specifically targeting people that you know are in that situation. I'm just using that as an example. Like, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I would, I would straight away be like, does it line up with God's Word? Yeah. And if you don't have a, a firm, sure yes, then I would challenge, you know, where that, that one's yeah. coming from. Um, and, then, um, and then I would just take it from there. But, you know, God speaks through his word loudly, um, mm-hmm. but he also speaks through wise counsel, mm-hmm. okay? So, um, and I love what you said, Mal, before, because, you know, you sh- that, that's, I, like, that was so mature, what you said spiritually. I love it. Like, you know, have people around you that you can take that to, and in confidence and in trust, be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Um, I, I can't tell if this is God or not. Would you pray with me? Um, would you maybe offer some insight? Um, you know, Bible says that there's there's success in a multitude of counsel, um, and that um, and you shouldn't wage war without counsel in your life. Yeah. And so I think you know that's another way to 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 make sure. I think sometimes what we do is we again we spiritualize everything, mm-hmm. and over spiritualize it and try to like. You know, just take it so in such a direction sometimes, where it's just like, uh, are we just trying to go for some deep experience here, or are we trying to hear from God? Because I believe God is very simple. You know, w- yeah. when he when he's communicating to us, he wants to make it as simple and plain and open and 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 just real for you. Right. Right. Um, and I think sometimes we as we're so good at complicating it, aren't we? <laughs> like we just complicate yes. things like crazy, and it's like yes. it is just really simple. Um, yeah. So. I think, too, like, you've got to spend time with God yeah. to, to get that clarity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, it's like I would just challenge you if that's like a once-a-year thing where you like, you know, I haven't spent t- time with God in a year, but I feel like he's saying something to me. I'd just be like, why don't you just spend some time with God more, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and, and spend more time in the Word, spend more time in prayer, um, and then I, I think you'll be able to decipher pretty quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so good um so this question is from an individual and they're asking basically about um their their personal relationship with a significant other so they said I have trouble opening up about my mental health with my significant other tips on having these types of conversations
0: these are good questions aren't they (laughs) I feel like these are tough um in a, in a good way, but um, but hey, we have got to talk about it, right? Um, that, that's yeah, it's it's the way forward is for us as a church and a community um, to, to be talking about it, um, and so. But I think that's kind of the answer here is that if this is your significant other, then it's pretty it's a pretty big deal, and so you know this isn't a, this is something you know this is a big deal, and so I would just really encourage um, authenticity. And sincerity um, with this one, because um, you know, even even things where you say, "I'm not going anywhere," you know, "I'm, I'm not going anywhere." I'm committed to you. These are words that 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 um, I believe are like morsels, like just just like cool water for the soul when someone's dealing with something significant and serious. If you repeat over and over, like, I'm committed to you, I love you, like, this is, we're doing this together, no matter what, we're going to get through this, I believe that's the type of tone that that sets up the opportunity to say, okay, now we can actually move forward. Yeah. But if it's, if it's highly emotive, you know, from conversation to conversation, or there's like arguments, or, you know, animosity, or unforgiveness, or bitterness, or anything like that, I believe you've got to deal with that stuff first, but if you can do it with a sincere and authentic um, tone then um, then then there should be you know absolutely a way forward with that um, but can I also just add to that yeah. so that when it comes to mental health what we've got to get good at especially as believers is talking about it mm-hmm. is yeah. opening up the conversation yeah. about yeah. it yeah. Um, a couple of things I really don't like is um, is that we don't um, address it for what it is, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, just calling it what it is, you know, and just saying I'm, I'm, I'm suffering right now from, from, from mental illness. Do you know that's okay to say? Yeah. And we've got to be okay, to, be okay to hear it. Mm-hmm. But the problem with situations like this is because it's become this taboo topic in our world right. now, when someone wants to say it, they feel like they're going to get rejected. They feel like they're going to get preached at. They feel like someone's going to say, "Man, you just got to believe and pray," you know, or you know, like you, you know, you've just got to like believe for healing, or you know, you're obviously not going deeper with God. That's the last thing people want to hear. Yeah. In that moment, they want someone to understand, or at least just be willing to to, to get it that that they're going through something. Yeah. See, that's that's where we got to go as a church. Um, yes, I believe in healing. Yes, I believe that in a moment of worship, God can touch your life. Yes, I believe you can get transformed um, by God's word or hearing a message or, um, or even like, the extension of God's healing hand, which is a medical profession. I believe you can get healed there. You know, um, but at the same time, we've also got to be okay with, hey, you know what? I'm I'm in this for the long haul.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you in the long haul. Yeah um and you know come come the best or the worst like we're in this together we're gonna make it we're gonna get through and i believe if you if you can if you can talk that way i believe opens up all kinds of doors to be able to help help someone get help and i just i really want to answer this question because this is huge but that just might be the first step in that conversation does that make sense right like, that might be the first step of 20 steps, and then the 21st step, uh-huh. that's when they go get help. Yep. Okay? Yeah. So the, the fourth step might be just meeting again for a coffee and talking. And then the 10th step might be, hey, here's a few options locally. Like, can we go check these out? No. Okay, cool. It's just, oh, I love you. I'm still here. We're going to keep, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's like, we've got to be willing to talk, but we've also got to be willing to stick stick at it for the long haul yeah. and not think we just click our fingers and then it's all solved. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I just I'm excited that we're even talking about it now because I think it's very real. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: I think I'd love to add to that too. Like, I know for Mal and I in, in our relationship, I think we've learned how to like prep the conversation when it when it's a serious conversation, prepping it well. And, and I think what's helpful for like for Mal is like um, I know that for guys we tend it's it's hard for us to just open up and talk. Um, for women, it's a little easier. And I know one thing that's helpful for me, like when Mal, I think it helps Mal when she, to open up more to me, is when she starts off the conversation with something like, hey, I, w- I want to have a, a talk, but what I need from you in this moment is just to listen. And that's like prepping the conversation well. Like right now, like I would just appreciate you to just understand and like listen. Like I don't need a solution. I think, like, guys, again, we always try to fix, like, right off the bat, way too fast. Um, and I think that's been super helpful for feeling, for feeling safe before you start talking and, and vice versa. Like, I prep the conversation, too. Sometimes when I'm just like, hey, I, just, I need you to just hear me out. You know, it goes both ways, but that's been helpful, too. And that will help you feel that much more safe to open up if you're dealing with something.
0: I might just jump into it and say this as as you know, young people in a room facing something that's very real. And um, this is obviously for for you if you're going through this, but also if you're facing this with a friend, um, just be okay if you don't understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Can I say that again? Is that okay to say?
1: Yeah.
0: You're not going to necessarily understand it yeah. unless you've been. If you're talking to someone who's in who's in a deep hole of depression. Unless you've been in a deep hole of depression, you ain't going to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And that, but here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it. Don't feel hopeless. Just be okay with it. Yeah. Because that person's not necessarily looking for you to understand it. They're just looking for you to walk with them yeah. and, and just say, okay, it's, it's cool. Like, and, and I've had these conversations with, with loved ones. I've just been like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like For yeah. me, I just don't know what that's like. But that, but that absolutely doesn't mean that it's not real for you. Mm-hmm. So let's be, just be okay, just with not necessarily understanding, but also just walking through absolutely. people. No, that's great.
1: Love that. Um, this last one is centered around anxiety. Um, Are we finished? Yeah. We, oh, wow. We're getting there. It's awesome. I was just getting warmed up. I mean, we can go longer than that. Um, this one, it says, when it comes to having anxiety, in a scary situation, do you focus on trusting God to keep you safe and not let the bad thing that you're anticipating actually happen? Or do you trust that God would work it out for your good no matter the outcome? A bit of a longer question, but do you,
0: yeah. So basically, you just trust God either way. <laughs> a simple, simple answer. Um, yeah, okay, I I think, um, (laughs) I think that's, that's, yeah, it's basically, you're trying to ask the same question twice, um, but, yeah, God's, God's going to work it out no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. Okay? Whether it's right now, whether it's in a decade, whether it's in eternity, God's going to work it out. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, he's already worked it out. Yeah. Because we have an empty tomb. Right. He's already worked it out. Yeah. Yeah, and the Bible, our Bible tells us he's going to wipe away every tear um, and there's going to, not going to be any more sorrow. He's already worked it out. Um, so, but I think in the midst of a scary situation, then um, I think you need to seek wisdom. Yeah. Um, don't get yourself into a situation that's, that's potentially harmful. Mm-hmm. Be, be wise about where you're at. And if you need to get help, I want you to hear me say this, get help go and get help. Um, we're doing this series in church on Margin. I did a whole message on this particular issue, the, these things we're dealing with and talking about tonight. Um, but one of the things I said was like, you know, I'm a pastor talking from God's word about this issue, but if you need medical help, go and get medical help. Yeah. That's okay to say too. Absolutely. And there are amazing people that, that will help you. Um, so I think in the midst of a scary situation, be wise um, take practical help if you can get it. Um, and then on the other side, which I think is the other part of this question, is, you know, do, do, do we stop taking God at his word? No, we, we absolutely, we keep believing. Um, we keep, um, you know, we keep going for, for, um, for God's best. We keep, um, you know, applying his word. Um, yep. yeah. We don't stop praying. We don't stop believing. And, um, and I believe that, like, when we cry out to God, he hears us. And prayer changes things. Absolutely. So in the midst of a scary situation, what am I saying? I'm sort of saying everything right, but it's true. You need to get help. Yeah. You need to have wisdom. And if something's prolonged or something's going on, then, um, you know, don't stop praying. Don't stop believing God because he loves you and he wants you to be healthy and he wants you to be happy. Yeah,
1: definitely. That's really good. I think, too, like whether it's anxiety or if it's like negative self-talk, you're not talking well to yourself, could be anything I, I think it's so important to just like memorize be committed to memorizing scripture mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's so important I'm reminded of the story in, in Matthew Jesus when he's being tempted by the enemy mm-hmm. and the enemy's throwing jabs at him he's in the wilderness and Jesus continues to say it is written it is written it is written, it is written and he's quoting mm. scripture and I think if Jesus did it I think it's important for us to yeah. do it as well so memorizing scripture, I think that is so key in all of this. Uh, if you feel like, you know, mentally you're not in a good place or you feel like anxiety is overwhelming you. I think if you if you're committed to memorizing scripture, the Holy Spirit will will remind you of it um, in the moment, the proper time. And I think that's just so, so important. But yeah, it's amazing.
0: Um, I think, too, I think, like, the other thing about this is um, I kind of have to go there is, like, uh, community is, is critical
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: in this. So, like, I think there's a lot of people when it comes to this issue and this stuff that we're facing, you know, this is the giant of our age. Um, and, you know, you've got doctors calling this the age of depression. You've got doctors calling, calling this the age of anxiety and it's massive out there, mm. um, but I think what's embedded in the answer of this solution is you and me, so, so believers, right. talking, walking, spending time together, and that's why like I'm just so proud of people. If you're in here tonight and you're like, I barely made it here tonight because of anxiety, because of mental health, I, I barely made it in the inside the doors tonight. Mm. Um, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Because this is the answer. The answer is getting in, in a community and getting in, and I believe a community like ours here at Colonial, here at Exchange, where we can actually gather around each other and do life together and start to talk. I mean, this that that is what the early church did. Yeah. And that is that is how the church grew. It was because um, they got around the words and the teaching of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. um, but it was in a community of believers. And whatever issues they faced, um, it was different back then. It wasn't like depression, anxiety. Now, it Our predecessors, they were facing literal, um, you know, they were becoming martyrs for the faith. It was completely different. It was was like they were every day wondering if they were going to die for their faith. It was was a different thing. But they were were getting around the teachings of Jesus together in community. And so I believe the answer to all of these things is embedded in this community um, that God has called you to be a part of. And so if you're in here tonight and honestly, like, you're like, yeah, I, I don't have any anyone then this is your first protocol call. Monday. Exchange, yeah. Tuesday nights, Absolutely. You just be here, you know, because it's going to bless you, it's going to help you. Um, and then Sunday morning, you know, yes. Sunday morning, Sunday night this week, um, just get to church. And I, I can still remember times when I first was a believer. Um, I just knew, and I believe this could be a word for someone tonight, I just knew if I just got myself to church, if I could just get myself to church, mm-hmm. I knew I would be better off. And someone needs to hear that tonight because you've probably been thinking the opposite or you've been allowing the enemy to tell you the opposite, which is you don't need to go to that place. It's not going to help you. You know, it's not going to work out well for you. But I know 100% from my own life, and I can tell you story after story after story yeah. of, of, of instances where uh, there was breakthrough in my life, mm. where I got revelation from heaven at church, where I got healing, where you know, and, and it all happens in the midst of community. And When we come together, what happens? God shows up.